All right, Ambush, and today we are joined by an Juno Award-nominated country singer, a songwriter who is riding the success of a 2021 single entitled Sometimes I Drink, and now in 2022, she's saying, wouldn't it be fun? Of course, that is the name of her latest single it released at the beginning here of april 2022 and we are going to be diving all into this track with my guest today desiree dorian how's it going today desiree hey i'm good thank you so much for having me hey i am very excited i am loving this new song and loving the music video for it too and i'm very (laughs) excited to dive into things so how about we say let's get started sound good to you Sounds good. Perfect. Let's dive a feet first. Of course, like I said, the new track, Wouldn't That Be a Fun? How exactly did this song start for you? When did it begin? Yeah, so Dave Wazlu, of course, is one half of the Juno and CCMA award-winning group, Doc Walker. And a lot of people know him as, you know, as being, as his role in, in that group. But I paid... I had been a fan of him for a long time, largely because of his songwriting. And he'd been somebody that had been on my radar that I wanted to write with for some time now. And so back in 2019, we were at an after party for the Manitoba Country Music Awards. And we may have made one too many trips to the hospitality bar, not going to lie. And... Because of that, I, got, I worked up the nerve to actually ask him if he would be willing to to do a co-write with me. And so, anyway, he didn't even hesitate. I because I, I was so nervous. I thought ah, he's not going to write with me. He's a he's a you know much more advanced writer and you know had a lot more success than I had. And so, yeah, but he he didn't even hesitate. And he's like, absolutely, let's do it. And so we emailed back and forth a little bit following that event and our schedules just didn't line up. Like we were both going in different directions and we couldn't make it happen. And finally in the summer of 2021, he actually reached out to me on Facebook and said, let's prove to everybody that we follow through with our drunk talk and we, we can get this song written. And so I guess like about the end of July, maybe early August, we got together and I thought, you know, that this was just going to be a co-write for a future project that I might release at some point, but it organically evolved into a duet. And, and, and that was even, you know, a funny conversation because once we realized that we were writing a duet, my next question was, okay, Dave, who's going to sing this song with me? You know? And I didn't, I still didn't have the nerve to ask him if, you know, if he was, if he would be willing to do it. So then he actually ended up demoing the song and he sent me the demo. And after I heard his voice on it, I was like, okay, Dave, I I need you to sing this with me. (laughs) So yeah. So it started off as a co-write and just organically evolved into this duet project that, um, I, you know, I'm really thrilled that he was able to join me for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And just sort of how that all comes together where just that one chance meeting where, oh, oh, he said yes. And then like, yeah. okay, it doesn't happen. Don't get too excited about it. Okay, fine. And then he messages you out of the blue to be like, yeah. let's get this done. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And, you know, when I was in and out of this, I, I live in Dauphin, which is about three and a half hours north of Winnipeg. 
but I'm in Winnipeg almost on a weekly basis for something or other. And um, it just so happened that like the week before he messaged me on Facebook, I was going to be in Winnipeg the following weeks. I said, well, you know, can we carve out a few hours to, to get together next week? And he, he happened to be available. And so it's just, yeah, the timing was right. And um, I sent him a bunch of my ideas that I had before, because of course that's the expectation when you're working with a, with a more advanced writer is to not come and expect to pick their brain and steal all their ideas. So this was, uh, this was one of the ideas that I'd sent him and it just, um, it just evolved into this fun, flirtatious, romantic song. Absolutely. And I love how you say there too, where it's like, you weren't sure, but he just, he went in and he put in the work himself and then it sounds good. So why don't you just put, go on the track, right? <laughs> You know, your voice sounds pretty good on this, Dave. <laughs> Have you done this before? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit of experience. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. So, of course, you guys also worked on a music video together. So was it a little bit easier to ask him to film the music video with you then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because by that time, you know, when I was after I wrote the song and or after we co-wrote the song, I should say, and then we he demoed it. When I heard the demo, I was like, oh man, I think I need to release this song. Cause I'd had another song planned as a release. And I just thought, I think that this is going to be the stronger song to follow up. Sometimes I drink with. And so I bumped my, my, my plans. I bumped my release plans back. And, uh, and I said, and, and then I was able to be frank with Dave and we, we had a real good conversation about, you know, the, direction that I wanted this this song to go if I were to release it as a single and and what the marketing and branding and all of that stuff might look like and he you know you always it's funny because you go into working relationships or or any relationship but in, in this instance it was you know our working relationship and I went in I think with a bit of pre- preconceived notions as to you know what kind of person he might be given that you know all of the success that they've had as a group and I can say, you know, with a hundred percent, with a thousand percent certainty that he is the most humble and like gracious person. And he was just like, yeah, whatever, whatever you think, I trust your cheese factor. I trust that you're not going to, you know, make me do something ridiculous and whatever you think is good with me. And so that was, you know, once we started having those conversations, my brain started turning to like, okay, how am I going to market this, this song? What's it going to look like? What's the package going to look like? And, you know, Dave and I are in no way, shape or form romantically connected. We're both happily married in our own respective relationships. And so I didn't want the branding to take on because this is a flirtatious song, right? And it's, it's, it's romantic and it's fun and it's, you know, the anticipation of a, of a, of falling in love with somebody. And so I knew that it would be really weird and bizarre for us to play those roles. So then the next logical thing in my mind was to really just emphasize and play up the fun factor of the song. And so that's the kind that's the direction that, um, that I wanted to take. And initially when we were thinking about a video, I was thinking of like in a grocery store, you know, how you might like meet somebody in a grocery store and like, you know, pull stuff off the shelves. And I thought, eh, I don't know, that's going to be a lot more complicated from a film, from a film point of view. So then we ended up in the laundromat. <laughs> 
And you ended up with a amazing laundromat. The layout of yes. it worked out great for you guys. My goodness. Oh my gosh. It was so hard to find a good laundromat. Like I must have sent out 20 emails and made like 20 phone calls to follow up. Is it okay? Can I use the, can I use your space? Can I use your space? Can I use your space? And like, I don't know if just because of COVID or, or what, but like, I just was, I couldn't secure a place. And then finally I came across the Washateria in Winnipeg and I phoned the fellow's name who owns it. His name is Alder. And I just, you know, told him who I was. And I said, it, it, I'm looking to secure a location to shoot a music video. And he actually said that they, um, they had done like photo shoots in, in their laundromat previously. And so he didn't even hesitate. He's like, absolutely come in, take over the space, do what you need to do. As long as you don't paint me in a ne- you know negative picture. And I said, no, of course not. <laughs> and so we invaded his space for three hours. We shot that video in three hours, which is kind of a Christmas miracle. Hmm. Oh my goodness. That that is uh, very much a Christmas miracle. That is yeah. crazy amount of time to be able to get that done. And I love how you can tell uh, how much fun you guys are having inside of it, too. Because you mentioned earlier, like, well, you weren't really sure how Dave would handle it at first, but then, like, just how humble he is. Because, like, that scene where you guys are, like, diving down and grabbing the laundry, and, like, you can see, like, one spot he picks up, and you can see him, like, trying to fight a smile but he's just having so much fun with it that is like no he can't he can't hide it (laughs) yeah 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 it was you know what because we had such a short window to film like we had done some some pre-work and and uh landon lake directed that video and we'd done like a pretty substantive amount of of planning before going in because we knew we only had three hours and we like, there was no time to waste. There was no time to go in, you know, being shy or holding back in any way, shape or form. And, and so when we got there, it was just like, okay, it's go time. Like, let's, let's get this done. And, uh, and just some of the ideas like brainstorming, you know, knowing that like, okay, I'm going to push Dave (laughs) in a laundry cart, (laughs) you know, and just like the anticipation and knowing that these kinds of goofy things are going to happen. And so I think just the the pre-work helped also to like alleviate some of the some of the shyness because I think like I am naturally shy and I think Dave I could probably say that he's probably a bit shy as well but there was no time for that it was just like okay it's go time cameras on let's go uh let's go and it turned out with a fantastic music video and one thing that you mentioned earlier was the thought of sort of Of course, we're going to dive into the business of the music industry a little here. And you mentioned the thought of sort of releasing this single after the success of Sometimes I Drink because you thought it would do better. And we have seen some pretty solid reception to this uh, new song, not just the music video, but also on streaming platforms and otherwise. So what is it like to sort of to have this success once again, to sort of continue uh, to see just that some numbers some uh some feedback yeah it's it's pretty surreal if i'm being honest like i i think we're over like 25,000 streams right now on the video and i am just cracking 10,000 streams on spotify which is crazy to me like you know i don't have a big team of people i work with 
you know, a very, very small team. I don't have a manager. So everything is like, I, I have to be really methodical about how, you know, rolling out a release and then also making sure that I'm not messing anything up. Like for instance, for the first five days that the video was released on the YouTube platform, I turned off comments and, you know, and so like I'm sitting at home and I'm like, how, how is nobody commenting on this video? I don't get it. And then I realized on the back end, I'm so ridiculous. How did I forget to do this? So then I had to go back five days later and make sure that I got it right. And so, yeah, it's, um, there's a lot to think about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The business of the music business is, uh, there is a lot that goes into it. And like you mentioned, especially the struggles of an independent artist, you might have a small team, but at the head of everything, keeping it all on track is Desiree Dorian. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is a lot to manage. And, and I try, um, you know, I, I think that all independent artists have very limited resources, right? And so, you know, when I was looking at bumping, bumping my old release back, I really had to try and think of, you know, think that through objectively because the, the song that I bumped, I really, really love that song and I will release it at some point, but I just, I just knew that it wasn't the follow-up song to sometimes I drink. I knew that I had to take a different direction. And so I had to really try and like take my heart out of it and, you know, take my, take my artist hat off and like, think, think it through logically about um, and objectively as to what might help to continue the trajectory of, of my career. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because that's exactly it. You're trying to make a career out of it. You're trying to continue that success. And of course, with that, you're continuing on into the future. So with some of that managing, with some of that continuing, what is exactly does the future potentially hold here for us from Desiree Dorian? Yeah, so I'm releasing, I've got a follow-up single already in the bag. So that's going to come out in September, in early fall. And then we're looking at an album release next year, potentially. So people can stay tuned for that. I've got some tour plans this summer, playing uh, Dauphin's Country Fest this this uh, summer as well, which I'm really excited about. And um, yeah, heading heading west on tour. So yeah, lots 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 of plates. Lots of balls being juggled. <laughs> hey, lots of balls being juggled. But if you want to support Desiree Dorian, the best way to do it is to go stream this new single, share it, or to follow her on your favorite social media platform so you can stay up to date on those upcoming tour dates. You can catch yourself at a Desiree Dorian show, rocking out to Sometimes I Drink, partying. So wouldn't that be fun, right? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, and what is the best place to go ahead and follow Desiree Dorian? I'm on all platforms now. I'm I'm even on the TikTok. Yeah, but I'm on Facebook uh, at Des Dorian. I'm on TikTok at the Desiree Dorian, Instagram Desiree Dorian, Twitter Desiree Dorian, and then my website, of course, is DesireeDorian.com. All right, perfect. Well, Desiree, I thank you so very much for taking the time out of your day to dive behind this incredible new single, Wouldn't That Be Fun, with us here on the Desert Tiger Podcast. Thank you so much for having me.
All right, Ambush, you can go ahead and find this amazing new single from Desiree Dorian. Wouldn't that be fun? Featuring the amazing Dave Wazlu of Doc Walker. You can go ahead and check this track out on your favorite music streaming service as well. It's this amazing music video over on YouTube. I'll leave links in the description to today's show. Make it nice and easy for you to go and do both of those things and also post some links to Desiree's social media so you can go ahead and follow her there. Stay up to date, not miss out on any of the other things going on in Desiree's world. I have to thank her one last time for joining us here on today's episode of the show. And I have to thank the incredible Carrie from Bad Parade for setting it all up. I have to thank the audio wizard known as German from YPEditor.com for making it sound so good. Last but not least, it's you, the Ambush, for tuning on in. If you've yet to join up with the Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the show, and you can also help us by sharing this interview, giving us a five-star review, by checking out our web store, deserttiger.shop, to copy yourself something to represent the show. Now we leave you with this. Go out and find your roar and then let it out into the world. Let them know just how wondrous, powerful, beautiful you and your roar are because you are all of these things and so much more. And until next time, and bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.